to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Catsaurus, broadcasting to you live from the shadow of Hurricane Mountain here in Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co-host, calling in all the way from Charm City, my pal Odell Norman. Hello, sir. What's going on? Hello, happy hello. Happy 2016. Yes, happy new year, you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm so how you feeling? You feeling optimistic about the new year? Pretty much so far. I'm staying on my, uh, you know, I've been to the gym a couple times. You know how that usually starts out. And we'll see if I can go past January on that. And, you know. Yeah, I think most people. Campaign season's kicking off. All kinds of fun stuff's happening, so. Oh, Yeah. I think most people break the resolution, they say, within 20 days Yeah, is the statistic. So good luck on that. Well, it's the 13th, so you got a week left to hit expectation. <laughs> and then let me go ahead and introduce all these lurking in the shadows, making us look good like Vidal Sassoon, our wonderful producer, D. Hello. Are you a pirate or are you aggravated? I don't get what's going on. <laughs> nah, I, I don't know. Uh, yes, always lurking in the shadows. That, that makes me sound all, you know, I don't know what. I mean, I'm not saying it in a stalker way. I'm just oh, saying no, that you, you've got you. our back. I can you stalk gonna, you. Are you going to text <laughs> me from the bathroom to the living room? How are you going to stalk me? I never <laughs> leave the house. How can you stalk me? I know, we, right? We never go more than a few hours without seeing each other. That's about as stalkery as you can get. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All righty. Um, Dee, would you please tell us who's coming up on the show so we can dive right into the content people oh, are so hungry God. for? Oh, my stuff. Okay, well, first off, tomorrow evening, because I have to plug mm-hmm. my own stuff, uh, tomorrow evening is the premiere episode of Dirty Minded Divas. You can find us at facebook.com slash Dirty Minded Divas and get all the details on exactly 
how to watch the show. That's right, watch the show. Sheila, Shondell, and I will be on video. Um, and that is going to be super fun. It's going to be 7 o'clock Eastern, and it'll be super awesome. Unless I win the Powerball tonight, in which case I'm canceling the show. Uh, and then <laughs> I think that's forgivable. Right. Uh, this Friday, in honor of the late, great David Bowie, we are going to have David Bowie Trivia with comedian Lisa Best. Who we are also having on Sunday. We're, we're, on we're not Hellfish. having Lisa. We're not having Lisa. And who on. are we having on Friday? Christine. Who are we having Friday? I'm Christine. Sorry, Christine Medrano. Oh my gosh! So many comedians, so many funny ladies. It, it's insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have it written down over here. I was just going by memory. Uh, Sunday is Lisa Best on Hellfish, and on the show, someone who's so mysterious we don't even know his name. He is the anti Tea Party meme guy. That's all we know. Yeah, he wants um, to be anonymous. It's like our first secret guest who doesn't want his is. identity revealed. He's going to call in with a voice changer and sound like Darth Vader or something and be like, oh, uh, and then Wednesday the 27th, we have Stevie Nicks of The Brief coming on Music Logosmosis, and that is going to be super cool. Uh, and then... Sunday the 7th, we've got comedian Liz Neal on Kettle of Fish. And uh, Sunday the 21st, for anybody who has seen either Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 or the new NBC series Superstore with America Ferreira, we are going to have Nico Santos uh, on Kettle of Fish, and that's going to be super fun. But tonight, from the BlizzCon playing cosplay band who has been to, like, all kinds of Ren fairs and fests and cons and all that good stuff. We are having not only one hammer, but two hammers of Song Hammer. We are having Shred Hammer and Croon Hammer. We are double hammer fisted here tonight on the show. That's right. <laughs> and I'm getting and hammered so awesome. while we're doing the interview. So it's full circle. Very serendipitous of us. Yes. All righty. Thank you, Dee. You can recede back into the shadows until needed. Um, (laughs) Odell, so here's the deal. For weeks, I've been wanting to talk about Fat Mike from my, well, probably one of my all-time favorite bands. It's hard for me to pick a favorite band, but they're definitely someone I've consistently listened to, kind of like just for years, 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 no effects. And it seems like TMZ has gotten a little love affair with them. I'm always seeing, I don't even... It shows up because I have no effects. I like their page, so they'll put up the TMZ okay. article. So it's not like I subscribe to TMZ, but I'm always seeing these articles now that they're like kind of following Fat Mike around. I guess they find him to be a fascinating guy, but I can't go into it all because once again we've had another horrific death, and we've got yeah. to talk about the passing of David Bowie. Not that I'm like, oh, how dare his death inconvenience like my segment, but we've got to talk about. David Bowie's passing, and yeah. the first thing I want to talk about, because David Bowie, I've seen the the day after he died, because I guess the word came out, what was it, Tuesday night maybe? No, not Tuesday, Monday night, Sunday night? Monday, the next morning. Yeah, Sunday night. The next, yeah. uh, it, That's when I found out early that morning. Yeah, a blizzard of posts dedicated to David Bowie, and I wasn't a huge Bowie fan, but I understand his significance, and of course, I've heard all his big hits. I've seen um, Labyrinth, and 
I'm oh, very yeah. familiar with him. I understand what an icon he is. Here's the um, issue, though, that I don't understand. So I was reading today that Westboro Baptist is going out there and they are um, picketing, protesting the funeral, and they're sending hateful messages like Bowie's going to hell, God gives Bowie cancer, and all this crazy shit. I don't uh, understand. What the hell do these guys want? I, do they want? I don't like. What is their actual protest for? Are they saying they don't want I, to have a funeral? I, I, they just want David Bowie's body to be thrown off a cliff? I don't understand what these fucking dudes want. What does West Westboro Baptist want? First of all, I don't even. Know. I, I I've never understood them. I know. I think it's, they're just attention getters. You know what I mean? And. Uh, it, it, it's it's old. I mean, it's sad because not only do they do it to you know they'll do it to you know uh, personalities, but they do it to like the soldiers that have passed. Right. They'll try to protest there. Um, uh, just different things, and I, I I've never under, I've never understood them. I don't I don't I mean I guess they can call themselves a church if they they want to call themselves a church. I don't think too many people associate themselves with them because. Whatever they're preaching is total opposite. If if you actually, and I, I don't want to turn this into a religious show, but if you actually um, read the Bible and, and study the Bible, you would know what they're doing is just is is hor is, is is like so against what the Bible states that um, that you know they're, they'll have to deal but with that. But how can they not know around. that? They have to know that, right? And just log- logistically, like I remember the first time I ever really heard those guys when they came on my radar, and I had heard of them, but the first time I kind of was like, who are these cats? What are these dudes about? It was um, Ronnie James Dio's funeral, and I had heard they had protested like gay soldiers and stuff too, but I was like, yep. why are they protesting? Yeah, and the yep. crazy thing was, and I'm looking at them, and they're like, Ronnie James Dio's going to hell. I'm like, well, why do you look so angry? Like, I don't understand. If you hate Ronnie James Dio and you think he's like this evil entity that corrupts our children, shouldn't you be happy he's dead and going to hell by your philosophy? Why are you guys so pissed off? Just yeah, bury the guy and move on with your life. I don't – I just from I've a logistic never, standpoint, I don't understand what their message is. And they go everywhere. And 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 and, and the sad state of it is is people – you know, they they've gotten wealthy. I guess they've had to make some serious money because they're everywhere. They go everywhere, and it's like, you know, I I ask the same thing that you asked, like, why? What, what's the purpose? But it's to the point now where you know, people are beating them to the punch, which is great. You know, um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, funerals for the, you know the fallen that have come back. You know, you have a lot of motorcycle clubs that will you know. Make you know barricade or block off right, know, right. their protest. Um, the Foo Fighters uh, have busted their chops a few times. I think uh, not too long ago, I forgot where. Well, I think uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure where it was, but they were they were going to protest um, some event, and the <laughs> and the Foo Fighters dressed up like they were in the back of like a giant pickup truck, and they all had like fake mullets and these fake mustaches, and they were wearing like like real tight tank tops and real short shorts and they had this one big dude who was all tatted up in like a speedo and they were and they basically Rick Ashley them. Like they had never gonna give you up blasting like wow. out of the back of this truck. Yeah. And they have the video of it. It's great. But you wouldn't know it you didn't know it was the Foo Fighters until 
you were either a there or you saw them, you know, tweeted out afterwards when it was all done that you know you've been regasty again or whatever it is. <laughs> so it's yeah, like, it's, it's just mind-boggling to me how these guys even get any attention. And and that's all it is. It's it, it's all uh, and and it's to the point now where um, I think they're even more desperate to get attention because the media doesn't really follow them anymore. So it's there. You know, a handful of years ago, that was big news. It's like, oh, this church group is out there. They, you know, it's big news. But then after a while, it's like, okay, okay, it's just that group again. All right, yeah, okay. So now it's like, well, let's move on to celebrities and let's see if we can. You know, call us have it there to see if we can get more press. That's that's all. It's, it, at least to me, that's what it feels like. Well, where do they go from here? I mean, they've kind of hit their ceiling, right? I mean, uh, they're uh, besides like maybe sitting Indian style and pouring gasoline on themselves, like exactly. um, the Buddhists used to do. Besides yeah. doing that, what can they do from here to get any attention? Everybody has marginalized and written these guys off. Yeah, not. I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, they. I mean, I guess you can say they jumped the shark. <laughs> they have like, jumped the shark. I never thought it, we would yeah. be talking about how a church has jumped the shark. <laughs> the church has jumped the shark, man. And uh, and it's sad because you know even people you know that you know that that really believe in go to church, they're like don't even associate up with them. You know that's the last you know that that's their own entity. They they you know it's just like fanaticals, man. I guess. it's all I can say, uh, you know, you get the fanatics that they'll take a couple verses here and there and just and 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 twist it and turn it to make it their own. Same way as you have other, you know, Christian fanatics or um, you know, Islamic radicals, whatever, you know, that just take, you know, certain texts and just use it for their own entity and then you know totally exclude the rest of the Bible or the rest of the you know the true you know true you know teachings and believings that are out there. So. Yeah, I mean, I ex- so. maybe extremism maybe in they'll... any form is horrible. We always talk about that yeah. on the political show on the ignorance equation exactly. on Sundays. Any kind of yeah. extremism, I mean, it's just absolutism. And only a child thinks in absolutes. Only a child is like, yeah. I must get my way 100%. Or, you know, so-and-so yeah. broke up with me. I'm, it's the end of the world. I'll never date. Like, only a child thinks in absolutes. And that's why I hate mm-hmm. anything extremist, these militia guys in Oregon. I mean, it's just... Good God, I couldn't. I, we don't have enough time for me even to go down that road. So exactly. let me do this. This past year, and I, I remember the passing of so many people throughout the year, but when you go and look it up, it's pretty incredible. Just Wes Craven off the top of my head and um, Leonard Nimoy, this non musical yeah. folks, passed away last year. And then yep. you look who else passed away, and we've talked about B.B. King has passed away. AJ from um, Twisted Sister, the drummer of Twisted Sister, passed away this yep. year. Scott Whelan from Stone Temple Pilots. Yep. Lemmy, of course. Yep. Lemmy, a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, Phil Taylor um, passed. He was a drummer for uh, them uh, from the Red. They passed. Um, oh, man, I could uh, – oh, wow. Um, there's more. Natalie Cole, she, just, she passed in between David wow. Bowie and, and Lemmy. Yeah, she just passed. She passed literally a couple of days after Levy passed. Um, so I mean, heck, you know, even to even to say it, uh, Schneider for one day at a time passed last week. Yeah, I you saw know, that I was, too. Yeah, I was reading the paper and all of a sudden it was like, you know, I was like, hey, that's Schneider. And, you know, 
just like these little moments that, you know, resonate. I mean, I couldn't pick him out, you know, if I was to walk down the street, but, you know, the moment he would put on that vest or whatever, I was like, hey, I remember you, you know. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. How um, long till we're old men reading the obituary every week to see who died next that we used to know? It's a, it's crazy, man. Because I feel you know, like it's closing because nobody under 30 knows who Snyder is, but we keep seeing these things come across our feed, and we're like, oh, man, mm-hmm. another one. It makes me wonder mm-hmm. how many people – passed away 10 years ago and we never knew about it. Like if Snyder passed away in 1992, would we even know? But because we have Facebook, it it seems like it's every day now. It's every day, yeah. And then the fact that um, time flies so, you know, time moves so fast, man, that, you know, I would, you know, people would say something to the effect of, oh, this person passed away. I thought he passed away a couple years ago. Come find out they passed away like eight years ago. I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) That's one thing. Like the older year. you get, the less like way, the less ability you have to gauge time. If you've ever talked to an elderly person, like I used to work for Pearl Vision, and okay. I started there in 2000, but I knew from talking to the employees and my boss that they had moved from the highway into the mall like five years prior to that. And people would come in like in 2002. This is seven years after the fact, and be like, uh-huh. oh, uh, "I went across the street." When did you guys move in here? And they're like, oh, seven years ago. No, no, I was just in here for an eye exam like last year. And I'm like, no, it's it was 95. And like people over 60, they have no gauge of time. They, everything seems like yesterday to them for some reason. I guess because they've wow. lived so long that mm-hmm. every it all kind of blends together. Yeah, yeah it's and it's a, you know it's a, I mean, you know, we'll delve into it a little more, but it's just amazing because. Uh, especially when, you know, especially like for me, you know, for us, like our, you know, a lot of these people that are passing are like our, our parents age. I'm like, man, yeah. I, you know, I didn't realize David Bowie was 69. You know, my mom just turned 69. So like, we're next. We're in the dugout. Yeah. We're next to bat yeah. on, like, on a hit list of death. So it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so like all of these people that, you know, that you looked up to or, you know, there, it, there always seemed to be a group of people that, even though you know we we know everybody's going to die, we we know that. Um, but there's always, at least for me, there's always been a group of people that I'm like, they're going to be around forever. It just feels like they're going to be. Yeah, around Bowie forever. was one of them. It seemed impossible. And Bowie was one of them that yeah. he passed away. Okay, we've got um, Dustin and Ben, Shredhammer and Croonhammer on the line waiting. So give us a quick right. rundown. We want to honor David Bowie here. Just give us a quick some bullet points on Bowie. Okay. Um, well, uh, uh, just a couple. Uh, David Bowie, um, a lot of people don't know that um, his left pupil was permanently dilated after being punched by his friend a uh, long time ago, a childhood friend over a girl. And um, just to, to tie that, make that full circle, David Bowie was actually in the SpongeBob uh, SquarePants movie. He voiced um, a character in the movie and um, Lord Royal Highness. And if you actually uh watch the movie and pay attention, um, Lord Royal Highness's eyes were both uh, different colors. Wow. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, David Bowie and Elvis Presley shared the same birthday, uh, January 8th. So, you know, that literally just happened. Um, David Bowie actually changed his name. He's actually David uh, David Jones, David Robert Jones. Um, He changed his name because at the time that he was coming out, the monkeys were huge. 
So, yeah, David Jones, uh, right? So Davy Jones there, and then actually I was—it was funny. I was doing some research, and I was watching an old Conan O'Brien uh, clip, and David Bowie was on there, and he was talking about how he actually changed his name from Davy Jones to Tom Jones, and then of course Tom Jones blew up at the same time. So he's like, "What the heck?" So he had—he actually had Tom Jones for a couple months, and then he changed his name to David Bowie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got anything else for us? Um. Well, you know, uh, the John Lennon uh, co-wrote Fame. And that right. was like David Bowie's first number one hit. He also, the girl that did uh, Hey Mickey, remember that song? Uh, the, you know, Hey Mickey or something, whatever that song was. Oh, Hey Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, think Tony that was Basil. the um, Steve Miller band, right? You remember Tony Basil? She did, was that the one video from MTV back, all the girls are in the cheerleading outfit? You know, yeah, yeah, that's, hey, that's hey Mickey. Yeah, well, she was actually David Bowie's choreographer for two of his tours. Um, nice. Even doing, yeah, it, there's a lot of stuff. Luther Vandross, um, he was actually hired by David Bowie as a backup uh, vocal. Um, so basically, vocal what you're saying is his fingerprints is all over rock history. All it's over. It's impossible to escape David yeah. Bowie. All right. Well, yeah. David Bowie, yeah. I'm sure you will be missed by millions, and you had a huge impact on the musical world. L- Let me get Ben and Dustin in here. Definitely. If I can get them in here. There you go. Ben. I'm hearing weird music. They're Skyping in. Not yet. Ben, you with us? Dustin? They'll be in in just a moment. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. So, 2016, Odell, let me just pull out some content here out of the nether regions of my brain. I know um, I put a survey up on the ignorance equation kind of for our end-of-the-year show, and surprisingly enough, as much as it's like, make America great again, everything sucks, everybody, like almost every single person in that survey said they were optimistic about 2016. Is this surprising to you, or do you think we've turned a corner in this country as far as the hate and hostility? Um, it depends on who you talk to. I think, I think we personally, I think we've turned a corner. Um, I, I actually find it, I'm glad, I'm not glad for the hate and hostility um, and, and, and the stuff that's going on, but I'm glad it's a forefront topic because I think a lot of people just pushed it to the side and sort of just ignored it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, President Obama comes in, and then all of a sudden, you know, it comes full flesh. It's like it, it never went away. So um, I honestly feel, uh, as a person, if you were to go back to 2008 and where we are now, I mean, we're, it's night and day, man. Uh, the economy, you know, everything is, you know, is a lot better. Our, our standing is, is somewhat improved throughout the world, at least in my opinion, from what I see. Um, we're not the joke that, you know, we were talked about <laughs> for the longest time. You know, um, it, you know, I think, I think there's one particular group that wants to keep hoping that there's hostility and hate. And, and I, I feel like they, uh, want that and that's going to, you know, possibly carry them to greener pastures. But I mean, after a while, man, you just got to stop with it. It's like, I mean, what more do you want? You know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it sometimes. The the, the the hate and hostility, and I know the media they feed into it a lot and and stuff. But it's, oh, it's, they it's, definitely it's do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They live for it, man. 
They live for it. Well, on to happy musical topics. Um, the last show we did last and the end of last year. This is our first show of 2016. We had Joe on from the Dead Milkman, and you are actually going to go see them play out in Old Charm City next month, right? Yeah, at the uh, I believe they're playing the Metro Gallery. Um, I want to say it's the 24th of February. It's either the 21st or the 24th. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but yeah, at the Metro Gallery, man, Joe Joe's going to be playing there, and uh, we're going to go up there and talk to him and hopefully get there early enough to uh, you know, chat with him for a little bit and, and see how everything's going. All right. Well, we're ha- still having some technical difficulty getting Songhammer in here. Um, so let me see here. We've got the briefs coming up in two weeks. Who else are you yeah. interested in interviewing? Is there any big people who we haven't like are there people when you when you set out in this venture, were there people like, mm-hmm. Oh man, I can't wait to talk to so and so and so and so or did Larry and Al and all those guys and Joe kind of fill that quota for you? Well, I think I think they definitely uh had a big part in it, but I would love to let's like, talk to like the guy like uh this you know, like a band like Thrice, um, they're coming back. Um, they were on a long hiatus. I would love to get, you know, those guys on and see what they're doing. They, they seem like really cool dudes. Um, uh, dude, I, the sky's the limit, man. <laughs> um, I think uh, I would love to hear from, um, you know, I know it's like, crazy far fetched to think about it, but and I know you've probably done it is reach out to like you know, like Fat Mike, like we were just talking about before the show started. You know, some of those guys from uh you know, no effects or just to you know, talk about or 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 bad religion. I would love to talk to those guys. Just to to see, you know, how how times are now compared to, you know, when they were coming oh, that's out. That's probably a different universe. Okay, we're yeah. getting A-OK, we got our technical issues solved. Thank you, D. As always, what did I say about lurking in the shadows? D always saves us. All right, Ben, Dustin, Shredhammer, Coonhammer, are you with us? We are, indeed. Hey. Right on. Thank you so much for calling into the show. I want to let you guys know I have been playing your new album, Take a Ride on My Spaceship, incessantly. Since I got it a couple weeks ago, I've been driving D crazy, playing it over and over again. Right, D? Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> it's it, it's a horrible price to pay, but it's really not that bad. No, it, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, awesome. I'm kind of OCD when I find something that I like, and I tend to play it like a thousand times until my ears bleed. My face hasn't melted <laughs> off yet, but my ears have definitely been bleeding. Hey, before we jump into the actual dig into the music, we were just talking about David Bowie, and I saw you guys had put something up on your band page. Big impact on you guys, right? Oh, yeah. That was, uh, you know, what's pretty amazing, though, is that he worked right up until the last minute. I mean, you know, we've shot a lot of music videos and for anyone that hasn't, it is just a tremendous amount of work as is making an album. I mean, what a macho dude to be working that hard right at the last minute. It just speaks to his character and the depth of the artist that he was. Absolutely. We're not talking last minute, like having a heart attack. We're talking fighting cancer and working. Oh, yeah, no, he, knew. he knew he was, he was on his way out and it's, it's, that was yep. his goal. Yep. And it's a sick album, by the way, too. Oh my goodness. It's a, it's, I, I just got it, uh, 
a couple a uh, few days ago, actually, right before he passed, I, I saw it pop up on my on my feed, and it's a phenomenal album. And I'm and then the fact that now to know that he's passed and he was going through what he was going through, you're just like, man, to to, to have the wherewithal to do all of that and, and still to come out with such a great album, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, Bowie is definitely he's he was an influence for us and on on songs uh, on the new album like uh, the bridge for uh, you shoot all drive has some like definite fame esque elements and then also the song um, that's towards the end of the album called Cowboys in Space definitely yeah. has some Bowie elements to it. <laughs> nice. Well, let's talk about why we're here to talk about the song hammer talking about the new album and this is something I noticed right off the bat is you guys have such a diverse sound. I mean, Hero and War are worlds apart style-wise, and being a cosplay band and that kind of being a label of a theme and not like a genre of music, do you feel like that gives you guys a lot more creative freedom to do whatever the hell you want? Because nobody's going to be like, well, that doesn't sound punk. You're a punk band, or that doesn't sound metal. You guys have a lot of freedom being a cosplay band, right? You know, at the at the beginning when we made our first record, and actually from from when we first started with the first two pieces we wrote were We Are the Horde and Armies of the Light, they were polar opposites, and we kind of come from different uh, methodologies of of making music. But we're we're fortunate in that as geek niche media cosplay rockers, our niche and our sound is that we need to make fight songs for geeks, and so. We're not really limited. <laughs> and, you know, as long as we do that, nobody cares whether it's a pop song or a metal song. And, and I don't think we have the discipline to stay in one genre. I certainly don't. Well, and we don't, we, we feel like, uh, we feel like because, it's like you said, because we're a cosplay rock band and there's there's a bazillion topics to cosplay. There's a bazillion, you know, when we are working at a convention, uh, we're going to be at an anime convention in a month uh, up in San Francisco. And when we're at the anime convention, you know, there's a hundred different anime cosplays and people, all these movies and shows that people are into. And the same is true for comic book conventions or BlizzCon when we're performing there. And so all of those have different genres of music that are, are influential. Like the song Take a Ride on My Spaceship is, is like a, it's literally a J-pop song. It's a Japanese pop song. And so wow. we, 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 uh, or a la Songhammer, of course, but, but we, uh, we, we did that. And then in the bridge of the song, we have this Judas Priest twist. <laughs> so it goes from, you know, J-pop to Judas Priest. Cause you know, that makes perfect sense. It does. <laughs> it's an amazing back and forth. You know, you brought something up. You say when you're at these different cons, it makes me think, do you cater your set list depending on if you're at a Comic-Con or if you're over here at an anime? Do you kind of cater mm. your set list to the crowd that you have, or do you kind of just play straight through whatever you want every time? Um, we definitely cater to the con. Um, like uh, we play uh, at Comic-Con, we do an after party mm-hmm. a lot of the time <clears throat> called Marked Men, which is on a, a – pirate ship it was literally the ship in master and commander and it's it's more than the the bay in san diego and which is also the worst load-in you've ever experienced for a gig but yeah we we definitely do songs like when we're doing that we do there's a song that uh, kroonhammer wrote called whistle and blow that we performed there that's like with a a uh what's the instrument you play on it's a bazooki a bazooki yeah 
and so and it's more Celtic vibed, and so and we've done some uh, like very specific Game of Thrones type covers for them, and then you know for us uh, BlizzCon, we're you know pulling out all of the the uh, Blizzard game songs, and so it really varies. Very nice. Um, so you guys basically just play <clears throat> cons and rent fairs and parties, or do you guys actually go out on tour? Cause I don't think you guys tour, right? You just play the events. No, we do events, and we also uh, spend a lot of time and energy licensing music to film and television and looking for places that we can fit Songhammer music into other people's franchises right. because uh, that's that's where it's at. We're working on a top-secret project for Sony right now. Right. Nice. Oh. Nice. And, uh, there will be a, a video. We shot a rock video that um, a lot of people saw that stuff on our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. But we shot a video for the song Bloodsucker Jones based on the movie Bloodsucker Jones, and that's going to be coming out soon as as well. It's true. Very nice. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm walking all over you here. You, let me let you jump oh, no, in. No, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, I just. Uh... I know you earlier you were talking about uh, Armies of Light and, uh, like, War Alliance versus the Horde. Um, you guys musically are so diverse. Where, where, did, where did that come from? Like, uh, I mean, because Armies of, Armies of Light is like a, it's like a folk song. I'm like, listen, yeah. <laughs> the, first song, the, the first song that I heard from you guys was War Alliance versus the Horde, and I'm, like, at work, like, headphones on, just jamming. And then, I, you know, and I go and I listen to Armies of Light, I'm like, whoa, that's, like, a total change. But, um uh, but like music, music-wise, where where did, where did that come from? Well, that'll, that'll be a couple of different answers. So I'll answer first, and then I'll pass it over to Shredhammer. Um, my background, Kroonhammer, is that uh, I started off as a musician singing in choirs, and then uh, became an opera musician in college. Oh wow! And so my background is that, and actually, prior to Songhammer, my previous project was folk music. So I've done okay. done rock to folk, but I originated as an opera singer, and so you know that's you 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 hit it right on the head, really. And uh, you might not you might not realize this, but I really like the metal. You know, you, you might not have known that, but for Shredhammer, it's uh, I'm the one who anytime you hear a Muppet singing or uh, you know some odd weird voice it's usually me <laughs> and uh the, which is a la the shred hammer and uh and so i've uh i've always and i played in uh much like my croon hammer uh i played in bands that uh for the last you know 15 plus years um playing and touring and but it's all been hard rock and metal and so we took uh, a basically a singer songwriter approach and then a rock metal approach and we've married the two and that's uh that's where Songhammer was born. Is the yeah, metal we, of the um power metal genre? Like is it Maiden and Sabotage and Dio? I mean that's the stuff I grew up with. All on. the above. Yeah, actually Songhammer's <laughs> become more of that. It it was probably more like new metal and, you know, like the corn era type stuff and maybe Metallica kind of things. But uh it's definitely become <clears throat> like I don't know. Well, look, the goal is imagine that you're out on the street and, God forbid, you need to get involved in some kind of melee combat. Imagine to all of us. Yeah, and then, then imagine that somehow time slows down and you get to be sort of cinematically cast in this combat and everything's in slow motion. 
We're trying to write the songs that you want to hear for your fight scene. It's like a slow motion version of the fight scene in Anchorman. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, throwers and axes. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Yes, collector i love video games when I, you guys first came on my radar which i had found you through a friend's page through uh, bonnie gordon's page and i saw your yeah. picture and i was like holy Every shit part. yeah yeah i was like who's this guy and then i looked you up and i listened to the music i was like i gotta have these guys on and the music spoke to me do you feel like you're stuck in that little nerd glitch or do you think that music touches it what are your fans like does it resonate with everybody or is it everybody and i hate the term nerd culture but is it in that nerd culture where the fans are coming from or are you guys expanded way beyond that well this is the funny thing when we started doing this everyone thought we were nuts so like wait a minute so you're going to sing about comic books and video games and dress fantasy and you expect ever to succeed doing anything I, I don't think the interesting thing about Songhammer is we our music I think is accessible enough for people that they enjoy it, whether or not they relate to those subjects. But the people that relate to those subjects, it just throws them into overdrive. And with geek niche culture having expanded so much, there really isn't a difference anymore between geek culture and pop culture because what are the the largest grossing films in history are all geek films. So there's not there's no yeah. line anymore. Well, and also, if you look at uh, the, what Krenhammer was saying is absolutely true. Look at uh, even literature, like Game of Thrones, not not from a book perspective, but also it's one of the biggest television shows out there. And it's not just geeks who are watching Game of Thrones. Everybody. It's, it's everybody. And so, everybody, yeah. that, and so when we write a song like Ironborn or Northman, which are both Game of Thrones-based songs, right. you know, the that resonates with fans that aren't necessarily geeks at all, but who are just into Game of Thrones. And and so the the lines are, are very blurred, and, and what was before geek and nerd culture is now popular culture. Well, hey, I cannot argue with that. I want to dig into the um, new album, too, Take a Ride on My Spaceship, because as I'm listening to it, and I kind of was listening to it back-to-back with... Um, song hammer always wins when you guys go in to do a new album are you building off the content of the old album or are you just kind of starting from scratch and doing what comes natural we're we're always writing we're we're in pre-production at any given point with probably 20 pieces and we choose what we think makes thematic sense and what we think gives the best haymaker and put it all into one package yeah, and we and also um, we look at what's coming up, um, like in the movies, in comic books, in video games, or things like that, and we say, okay, hey, we should be writing towards these, you know, like we're um, we're in pre-production right now with the top secret Tony or Sony project thing, but also we're um, working on a, a song called Kill the Jedi, which is it's like Songhammer does Slayer, so it's like melodic wow. Slayer. <laughs> And uh, and so it, it we we choose our topics and uh, the things that we're singing about based on you know what's coming out. Like actually a great example is um, 
uh, Blizzard Entertainment let us go in and uh, play test Overwatch, the game, uh, before right. it right. came out in beta. And uh, they wanted us to to create something that was going to be cool, that would be a song that we could premiere at Gamescom in Germany. Um, and so, you know, that that research that we did there getting destroyed by the uh, design team... Oh yeah. It was they they took us they they were like song hammers coming in let's destroy them yeah yeah they they were it wasn't like hey let's let's let these guys see how to play the game they're like oh let's gank song hammer over and over for like an <laughs> yeah. hour and a half yeah it was, it was brutal <laughs> that is fucking incredible I did I did challenge one of them to physical combat afterward I said all right now we're in my arena who who's this guy let's step up. <laughs> They didn't want to go for that. No. We, and also, when we went to Blizzard, we wore full armor. Yeah, we had. So, armor. so we we go there uh, to play Overwatch <laughs> against the team, but we were armored up. <laughs> so it was really good. But, but so our, our topics go all over the place based on, uh, and that's how the album is created, really. Well, speaking of um, challenges, you know, I ran across a video. I was kind of researching you guys <laughs> on YouTube of the ice bucket challenge, and I was like, holy shit! I forgot that was a thing. And uh, I ran yeah. you guys do. I was like, wow, this is classic. Because not also was a classic because it was Song Hammer, but it was classic because it was such a throwback. And I was like, man, I can't even believe this is on here. That was pretty crazy. Well, you know, we um, what, sometimes when we do stupid stuff or if we're doing something like the Ice Bucket Challenge, we throw it into into what we call the the adventures of Song Hammer. And that could be anything from us, you know, messing around or, or talking about why we put armor on to you know, clips of us performing songs at varying conventions. And uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge and things like that always go in there. And our fans kind of just dig getting into some of those things because it's it's just us being us, you know. Well, and uh, we actually challenged the mayor of uh, Riverside. Riverside. Yeah, he did. yeah. The next the day later, he did. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. Because it was that or else. Uh, he didn't want us knocking on his door. <clears throat> no. We... <laughs> Odell, I will hand the ball to you. Yeah, um, another thing that really uh, stands out to me is your videos. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I who is it the same person that does the videos, or do you get different people that do them? And and what's up with the uh, the uh, the Saint Night dancing in a lot of those videos too? really great and we we built a team of people that we really dig so 
We do. We have new blood in, in every place as well, but uh, we do have a lot of the same team members. We work with the videographer for the videos that we've done thus far named uh, Luke McNair, and he is uh, he's done he works on continually major motion pictures as well as uh, interview pieces and all over the place, and he's he's phenomenal. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, and the videos are phenomenal too. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they go right along with the story of you know what you guys are portraying in your music. I'm like, man, these videos are off the chain. Yeah, we uh, yeah, definitely. Where the the and the Bloodsucker Jones video um, actually was filmed by the 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 crew that is filming the sequel, to the movie Bloodsucker Jones. So yeah. and that one's gonna oh. be fun too. You know, us rocking and a little bit of storyline in there, and of course Bloodsucker Jones. Well, and then we had yes. uh, we had to act a little more deeply in this one. We were yeah. we were gardeners as well. Yeah, yard crew. <laughs> uh, you're you're gonna see some good acting skills from us. <laughs> <laughs> Very sweet. All right, let's do this. I want to play a song off the new album, my favorite song off the new album, You Shoot, I'll Drive. You want to set us up here, guys? Because this, this song is so funky. I just... Okay. This, so, this is one of the songs I played a hundred times in a row. So you're at the disco. It's a hot summer night, and you're looking you're looking for some love. But yes. you're wearing armor, and you came prepared because you always go prepared. Because sometimes love hurts. And sometimes love is with a zombie. (laughs) But oh no. (laughs) A zombie shows up, but she's hot. Yeah, so what are you supposed to do? This is confusing and weird. Uh Uh-huh. And dangerous. So you got to, you know, you got to be diplomatic here, you know. It's diplomatic disco. But unlike a normal date, when this one goes south, you got to shoot your way out, and you can't shoot and drive at the same time. That's so right. you got to have a wingman who's you know <laughs> who's, who's your driver, and then you got your shooter, you know, sitting shotgun. Right. So that and the the song, I mean, you can definitely hear, but it's it's influenced from anything from Survivor to Michael Jackson to you know you name it. It's, it's like it's like modern disco geek fight rock. Yeah, with zombies. With zombies. All right, couldn't ask for a better lead in than that. You shoot, I'll drive. I'm kind of macho, yeah, I'm tough, tough, tough. I hit the dance floor looking for love. I found a honey, but there's something wrong. I think she's dead, so we're singing this song.
I'm sorry. If that song doesn't make you shake your ass, you're fucking dead. I know. Oh, That's I know. all I got to say. You are, you are a robot if that song doesn't make you. Hey, no, we have no problem with robots. Yeah, let's not be robot racist. Yeah, we've got robots on the record. We are totally pro-robot. You're right. I take it back. Robot, I'm sure, are just charming, amazing people. Alright, real like, quick What do you want everybody to know about the new album? Uh, where to get it For one thing, which is uh, They can go to uh, iTunes You're going to look up Songhammer uh, Music You know uh, and you can, Or you can say uh, World of Songhammer uh, Which is the first album Or Take a Ride on My Spaceship But it's available there on iTunes It's available up through CD Baby All over the place You know, yeah, Go to CD Baby, search Songhammer Or uh, if you don't want to go through all that, you can just go to songhammer.com and click the Buy Music link. That will take you to the CD Baby music page where you can get your uh, digital download or physical copy and also where you can listen to the entire album in preview form for free. Yeah. Very, very nice. Also, right. uh, songhammer.com, you get, a, you get a free song download of uh, yeah. Heroes of the Storm right now as well just for visiting. Yeah. Oh, cool. nice. How's the reaction coming along? Are you getting a lot of good press on it? Are you getting a lot of good feedback? I notice when I go, one thing I always do when I have a guest on is I go on the YouTube page and I see what people are saying. And, and dude, I didn't see anything negative say, said about your band. Yeah, the, uh, sometimes, uh, <laughs> you know, because we're, uh, we cater heavily to the Warcraft crowd, uh, there's uh, sometimes they can get they can get uh, a little bit uh, what's the word brutal brutal <laughs> especially about <laughs> haircuts which you know that's that that's a, that's actually the biggest topic uh-huh. yeah it, it, the haircut Ben's haircut is the those are that's the fighting the little horns uh, stringy horn haircut <laughs> uh, in fact we were we were walking down the street in Germany and this guy looked at at my head. And he got mad. <laughs> and he just, oh! <laughs> and scared a girl in the airport. It was, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's what you do for rock and roll. Sometimes you got to scare kids and Germans. And, well, you've got to sacrifice. Yeah. If you've you ever gamed in, in like an MMO or someplace, you know, where you've played with other players, you know what trolls are. So uh, we, oh, we yeah. do have trolls and we fight trolls. Yeah. But by and large, the the feedback is great. You know, we our music goes so many different directions that there really usually is something for everybody. You know, even if you're not into <clears throat> folk rock or you know pop music or whatever, there's rock and metal stuff. So there, it, we really try to give a little something to everybody. Yeah, very nice. It's All good. right, it's really good too. We got a couple minutes left. I want to do something special tonight. Since you yeah. guys are, you gentlemen are warrior born, and you've seen more combat in one season than most of us have seen in a lifetime. So it's I true. want to ask war hardened heroes who would win in these various battles. Are you ready? All right. Agent Go. 47 from Hitman versus John McClane from Die Hard. Who wins in that battle? Ooh, John McClane. Yeah, John McClane. Yes, Die Hard. He's got to win. Yeah, he tapes a gun wow. to his head. Uh-huh. Awesome. No hesitation <laughs> there. No. Yeah. Right. Obvious. Yeah. Okay, hey, man, fair enough. Man, just a phony robot. Hey, no, we're Oh, wait, robot. I'm sorry. We're pro-robot. But I love him. No, we just don't. We're anti-bald guys. Wait a minute. We can't be What? Oh, man. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's me. move 
on before it gets uncomfortable here. Uh, right. Laura we got Laura okay, Croft from Tomb Raider versus Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Who is winning that conflict? Ooh, wait, wait. Who was it from Tomb Raider? Laura? Laura. Laura yeah, from Tomb Raider? Or or we got to vote Laura because she was Angelina Jolie. What? And she's such a fantastic director <laughs> in the real world. That's right. So she wins. Yeah. All right. Can't argue with that logic. Sub-Zero and, and, from Mortal Kombat versus Pyro from the X-Men comic books. Ooh, Pyro. Well, well, I'm going sub zero. Yeah, and I can go pyro. Uh oh, we're divided. Any, any the uh, uh, zero uh, takes uh, uh, the whole spine thing. It's removed from predators, so you're kind of touching on two franchises at the same time. And but but pyro's always got you know he's got Captain Cold at his side all the time. You know. Yeah, that's true. We ain't talking psychics. Don't count. I mean, I want you guys to agree. I don't want to break the band up over this. I don't want to be responsible. <laughs> but, oh no. If, if, if you don't, have never seen Songhammer live, we do a lot of uh, fighting amongst ourselves. Yeah, you know, some, it's like when you go to a fence and there's two dogs, yeah. and then they they get so angry at you walking by that that one of them attacks the other yeah, one. It's, that's that's kind of like us on stage. That's our writing process. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Starhawk, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy versus Boba Fett. Oh. Wait, it's always Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, it's Boba Fett. You can, it could be anybody in Boba Fett's the winner. And if there's a ship involved, it's always the Millennium Falcon. So yeah. that one's already done. Yep. Alrighty. <laughs> Neo from the Matrix versus Batman. Which Batman? Yeah, is it like Iceman Batman? Or is it Mr. Mom Batman? <laughs> or, it, which, or is it is it Dr. Batman? Let's, Dr. Okay, Batman. Let's, do this. let's say Frank Miller's Batman. Oh, Frank Miller's Batman is the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I think yeah. I got it. Yeah, if that Batman would win, but all the other Batmans would lose. Well, and I'm yeah, right. And, I, and if you think about Batman's dark side, a la like American Psycho, he's willing to go. American Psycho, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we calling that one a draw? Or are we calling Batman? I, I guess Frank Batman. Miller's Batman. But, yeah, he, he, but Batman you had to specify. Is, it's like it's like like the old man Batman who's got the body armor and the tank. Yes. Nice, nice. I tend to agree. Yeah. All right, a couple more here. The Punisher versus Mike Tyson, but in hand-to-hand combat only. Come on, it's the Punisher. But Tyson fights dirty though. I know he, he's not an ear biter, but but the Punisher's pretty badass. Yeah, that you know, I'm I'm torn. I think it depends because the Punisher also has a little bit of ethics, so Tyson might get get over on him because Does, he's gonna do whatever it takes. Wait, here's a question. Does Tyson have his tiger with him? Yeah. Let's say yeah. Let's give him okay. a tiger. If if he's got the tiger then, then he's winning. Then he's gonna win, I think. Yeah, the tiger's like a thousand Samurai showdown style. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an expert opinion. I actually was a zookeeper and I worked with tigers, so that's a, I'm telling you the truth. Nice. Yeah, Songhammer always tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one is just for Shredhammer. Shredhammer, Thor versus Croonhammer. Who's coming out on top? <laughs> is, it a, is it a dance? And wait, wait, wait. wait, hold on. I'm loving this. Is it is it female Thor? Cause oh yeah, I don't mind losing. <laughs> yeah. This is old school Thor. It, it, it's like modern Thor. Thor. Like Chris Hemsworth. 
I, I think, think he's Walt Simonson Thor. Oh, I, I think if um, I think if Kroonhammer uses the power of his voice, he will cause Thor to fall in love with him. Yeah, and uh, yeah. It, which will be uncomfortable if it's the man Thor. <laughs> but that's all right. And so, but so Kroon would win that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, that storyline was kind of at its end anyway, so I think this is definitely the direction for me to go. I mean, I'll enlist my powers of seduction. <laughs> That's right. All right, so this one's the Croon Hammer. Tony right. the Barbarian versus Shredhammer. Wait, who who versus Shredhammer? Conan the Barbarian. Oh, the Barbarian. We're talking first film, Pulse of Doom, everything. James Earl Jones is the bad guy, Conan. Mm-hmm. We're That's talking here the limitations of their women. Yep. Now, what kind of fight is this? Can you give me a little context about what the conflict is? Because the Shredhammer has this ethical composition where he chooses to lose some fights based on ethics. So what are they fighting about? Well, let's say they're having a philosophical fight about well, okay. legislation. Shredhammer oh. <laughs> <laughs> wins automatically. No, is it Conan the? Is it wait? Is it Conan the governor or Conan the the barbarian? Yeah, because Conan, this is Conan, great. Conan the destroyer. Oh, the destroyer. Conan the destroyer is a whole different thing because now you're talking about Will Chamberlain. Or wait, no, it's Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. And Grace Slick. Grace okay, Jones. So because, oh, wait, is it? Grace, Grace Jones. Jones. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah, specifies that, that this is a philosophical fight, I think Shredhammer wins. If it were any other kind of fight, then Conan's going to win because he's just a, a monster. He pushed that wheel around forever and, like, saw his mother. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Too much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I gave up on the wheel like maybe a few hours in because it was minutes. Yeah, I well it, I felt good after, but that I just couldn't do it for like ten years. Yeah, like he did. So that's why he would lose a physical combat. But the governor's not gonna not gonna outsmart Shredhammer. That's right, because I'm smart. Yeah. All right, last one, gentlemen. Galactus, devourer of worlds, or the living embodiment of Donald Trump's ego. Oh. Galactus is, you know, definitely the devourer of worlds, and, and he's, uh, he's pretty and hard so to is stop. Trump. Yeah, you, you know, um, I mean, he trumps Thanos, but Trump might trump Thanos too. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's crazy. Does he get the wig or no? Yeah. Is it wig Trump or bald Trump? It is strap-on wig Trump. Full oh, head here. Is the wig sentient? Do we know that? Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. It it's is. called a shot. So that's kind of like Mike Tyson having a tiger. Yeah, but you know, I st- I'm going to give it to Galactus. I think I think it's fired. Even like though Trump, even though Trump would say he would want, he would win. Well, he's trying <laughs> yeah, to accept the- from the universe, and, and yeah. uh, but Galactus. <laughs> would would not put up with that kind of crap because he's uh, Galactus, you know. So yeah. I, 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 I'm, my money's on Galactus. I'm, I'd like to be ringside. <laughs> See, I think Trump could talk Galactus into committing suicide and tell him how great it would be and how he's going to love it. He he might try he might try to do that. It's true. 
And, uh, you know, Galactus, uh, Galactus has been known to lose occasionally to, you know, various X-Men groups and, uh, and whatnot. But so is I Trump. Think, yeah, Silver Surfer might get involved mm-hmm. on the Trump side because he's made of silver and Trump's all about money. Yep. So, ah, yeah. could be a weak spot. Yeah. All righty. I think this brings us to the end. It is 9.01. I want to thank you guys for calling in. Tell everybody yeah. where they can find you and what you've got coming up next. Awesome. So you can find us again online uh, at songhammer.com, or they can uh, go to uh, Songhammer on Facebook, or if you want to go to uh, Twitter or Instagram, you just look up Songhammer, and there we are as well. And, uh, of course, find our music. Yep, songhammer.com for your free song download and pick up uh, either albums in any form and see our music videos. It'll also take you to all of our social media. So if you forget everything else, even your name, just remember songhammer.com and everything will be okay. That's right. There you have it. All right. right. We're going to go out tonight with Iron Born by Songhammer. Good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Good night. Hey, thank Thank you so much for having us. Okay.